Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. Hey everybody, what's going on? Seamart here, doing intro duties this week. Uh, today, it's myself and Undies of Wondy sitting down with creator Mike Bloom. Uh, he is kickstarting his new comic, Italiano, which you should go and uh, support right now. Because uh, it's a really cool looking comic, and I think you'll like it. It's funny, it's got humor, it's got crime and action and all kinds of cool stuff. So please, go check it out. Let's help get this project off the ground. Before we get into the interview, though, I'll let you know where you can come check us out. This July 8th, uh, Saturday, July 8th, at the Schenectady County Public Library. Come check us out at the Electric City Comic Con. Uh, we are going to be there. Uh, probably, you know, giving uh, we'll be giving some prizes away for trivia or something. We'll think of something. You can win something from us. We like uh, giving out cool stuff. Uh, and that'll be no different than any other uh, comic affair that we go to. So come check us out at the Electric City Comic Con, July 8th, uh, in Schenectady, New York. Now, without further ado, here's Mike Bloom talking about Italiano. What's up, everybody? This is C-March. So, of course, it's transmissions from the Evil Lair. Joining me here... Undies of Bundy. Uh, and we have a very special guest joining us tonight. His first time on the show. Uh, he's kickstarting a comic, Italiano, uh, which I will let him uh, give you the details on. Please welcome to the show, Mike Bloom. Yay! Applause. Hey, how you doing, everybody? That's important. <laughs> thank Amazing. you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. Well, thanks for having me. It's awesome. Um, tell us, uh, well, tell us, tell us about the comic a little. Let's get started on uh, Italiano. Okay, cool. Yeah, Italiano. I've been working on this world for about fifteen years. It was a little bit more of a hobby, but I uh, kind of pulled it off the shelf about four years ago and started getting real serious on it. Um, Italiano kind of blends mobster movies and Adult Swim, so it kind of takes the intense violence, profanity, and, and themes of a great mobster flick, and then. Uh, meshes it with the over-the-top exaggerated art and characters and offbeat humor of an adult swim cartoon so you kind of find yourself in this really weird kind of cool zone um it's pretty fresh and entertaining yeah the art so, style hits you right away when you're looking at it. it's really cool like really unique uh, do you do the art too yeah i do everything oh, start nice. to finish yeah so that's my baby been doing this for a while but yeah so yeah so thanks thanks about the art yeah it's definitely the thing i'm probably most proud of i, I really like the art style and, and um i could colors. draw if someone threatened me at gunpoint it's a draw stick figure i probably you can draw <laughs> i've seen you draw no stuff. idea no i'm really bad i'm sure you pull something off <laughs> draw a straight line dude like i don't even yeah. i'm going to uh tie my drawing experience to uh something that's about to be relevant again I used to be able to draw Gizmo Duck really awesomely when I was a kid. I don't know if you should be proud of that. <laughs> it, it, yo, it was the shit back in the eighties, right? And okay, now I'm gonna challenge awesome. you to once this podcast is over to draw it again and then post it with this. I will give it a shot. I can, no guarantees it's going to be any good. That's right. Well, that's a good idea. I want to see. Let's see that. 
<laughs> a new segment for the podcast. Makes to see Mark do shit. Um, how did you get started? Did you start out as an artist, or did you start out as a writer? What kind of uh, what kind of developed first? Definitely started as an artist. I've been drawing well over thirty years. You know, I I've just been drawing since I was a little kid. I actually put my first comic together with my own characters when I was probably about seven years old. So it's kind of weird, you know. A lot of people don't figure out what they want to do <laughs> until later in life. Well, yeah. I've always wanted to do this since I was super little. So uh, just finally getting to it and taking it a little more serious is, is kind of refreshing and awesome at the same time, you know. Now this is your uh, this is your first comic that they. Uh... Yeah, I've been working. This is the first one I'm going full into professionally print. You know, to do a, a nice large run of and uh, and I went to Kickstarter to. Uh, kind of do two things get the money to print and uh try to build an audience yeah by the time i'm gonna get this out we're talking on monday night i'm shooting to get this out on tuesday morning uh so you still have about 10 days left on the kickstarter for this and this wow you're 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 almost there i just checked it out a little while ago you're not that far away so yeah if we can uh you know help get you over that uh stock (laughs) the internet stockage well, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm really, get, really getting close. I'm 80, 80% with 10 days to go, so statistics show I'll make it, but that doesn't happen on its own, you know? So yeah, I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a nail-biter, I tell you. I've been so anxious for the like last three weeks. Like freak you out or anything. But Kickstarter is, like, a little hardcore. It's, like, all or nothing. Like, you know I feel I mean? like it's Vegas for, like, creative types. Yeah, no, it's a little scary. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. like a GoFundMe is like one thing, and like I've seen Indiegogo, and Indiegogo lets you keep the money regardless of whether or not you met your right. Your yeah, but yeah. Kickstarter is the only one that's like you didn't make it. Oops, sorry. Bye. Yep. See you later. That was for nothing. Here's <laughs> all the money you could have had. Oh, oh, we're giving it back. You know. Yeah, I didn't understand that though because my friend did a Kickstarter for like a series that she's been working on. I donated to it. I was all hype about it, and then she didn't meet the stretch goal. And then I was like, I didn't understand like why. Like, Why you didn't get anything? Away. And she was like, yeah. oh, that's what happens at Kickstarter. I was like, no shit. I had no idea. But that's my, that's, Undies of Wendy doesn't know the internet. And how <laughs> my limited works. experience. I'm like, wait, what? That's <laughs> scary. But well, there's, like you said, you know, different rules to different crowdfunding sites. So, you know, Kickstarter, I think, has the most, uh, the biggest internal fan base for comics. So I kind of went that route. Even though, yeah, Indiegogo, you definitely get to keep, you know, I'd, I'd be safe at this point in, in knowing that I could at least keep what I've made. But, That's good. Um, but it makes you go all in, you know, like I'm doing everything I can to get, uh, you know, spread the word and get it out there and, and everything. So it's, it's nerve wracking, but it's cool at the same time. It's a big challenge. Yeah, I was going to say, was it kind of intimidating, like kind of deciding, like, all right, here I go, I'm putting this out there, like. I want to meet and the we're people. Live, you know? <laughs> I want to meet the people who made a Kickstarter, like who made the website. Who's like, let's fuck with these people. Let's <laughs> put their like, you know, because it takes a lot of a certain amount of guts, right? Yeah. To like, kind of like go forward and be like, hey, this is the thing I've been working on. Heck, <laughs> support me, like question mark. And then you know, Kickstarter's just like, we're gonna make these people do something really hard, and then when it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's crazy because you know what? It's weird though because um, they don't get anything for it either. Like you know, they're I'm using their site and you know their their users are on there and and they're basically putting all this up there um, on their servers and all that. And if if we don't fund, I don't owe them a dollar either. They don't get anything. Oh wow! You know, so they I take five percent of completed projects. Yeah, so it's everybody's in the same boat, really. 
Well, I just pictured, like, one of the mobsters from your story sitting there twirling their mustache, like, and now these rascals will not get to access their funds. Like, oh, that's Kickstarter, <laughs> I guess. Way to bring it back to the story, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I like uh, that. I tell us, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the story. Okay, so the story is basically built around. I'm heavily. I like to tell stories with characters. So when I built this world, I started out with four main bosses. You know, north, south, east, and west territory bosses. East Coast being Mario Italiano. So it's basically the story of how these four are fighting for power. Um, so there's some seriousness to it, but then it just gets fun with the characters and, and the humor. But yeah, it's basically Mario Italiano is trying to seize control of the city, and he's striking alliances, waging wars with the other families. And um, so the story takes you through all these twists and turns, and um, ultimately ends up with uh, you know a pretty cool ending. But uh, but it's probably gonna it's gonna span a large uh, a large series. So it's definitely not just a one issue. So in this first issue, if you're looking to get where this is going, it basically opens up and tells you how the war started. So it gives you little bits and pieces of everything that's happened at this point to get uh, to get you know, to kick the book off. Um, so yeah, so I basically when I wrote the the arc, the big arc, I took the four main guys and I decided where I wanted them to start and finish, and then started coming up with cool things that would intertwine them in the middle. So I took those four arcs, meshed them together, and I have my big story. So it's basically four families waging war on each other throughout the city and um, a mayor that's trying to shut it all down. Okay. Uh, interesting side note, as we're recording this podcast, we, I have the Untouchables on in the background just by coincidence. Yeah. So yeah, we're sitting like the mob theme you now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting into me. character. You got me. I'm from Brooklyn, and my father's name is Vinny. So I mean, like, hey. actively in the mob. So perfect. Do you know how many times people have? I was just saying this before we started the podcast. It's like I feel like I need to mention the fact that. Do you know how many times people have asked me if my father's in the mob because his name is Vinny and he's from Brooklyn and he's Italian? Yeah. Uh, many times. <laughs> Well, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. I swear. <laughs> um, what uh, What would you say were kind of uh, your influences for this project? Uh, influences from early age. A lot of influences stem from comics, but also toys. You know, I was a big, big action figure kid. Oh yeah. You know, He Man. Every anything that had a collection to it, I wanted to collect it all. You know, and I think anybody that grew up in the eighties, nineties had the, the luxury of that being so cool to do back then, you know? Yeah, I feel like they did, like, action figure marketing way better back then, because, like, with every figure, you would also get, like, that fold-out poster of, like, every... Oh, yeah, the figure. checklist. Or, yeah. like, the cardboard, like, cutouts, where it's, like, you can, like, have, like, the play thing. Yeah, like, like, the back of the G.I. Joe boxes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, the checklist totally. of, like, shit you can get. Like. Yeah, like, the, I remember the, when I, this is... I mean, I guess fairly recent. I remember when I was in, like, middle school and Teen Titans was a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, not shitty Teen Titans Go, but, like, real Teen Titans. When those yeah. figures came out, like, I went out and bought all of them, and the backgrounds could be made into Titans Tower. Oh, that's pretty cool. It was, like, it was open. It was, like, a cube, and it opened up, and it was, like, a background facade, but they all connected to be Titans Tower. It was fun. Yeah, that's amazing. They yeah. did everything so cool back yeah, then. Yeah, like, those fold-outs. Like, you would get, you would have, like, a million of them, but, like, because they came in every figure, but like there was like the day you would get the new one that had like new figures that you hadn't seen before. It was like Christmas, like yeah, because yeah, like, freaking like, out. Look up. 
Like, yeah, there was no, you couldn't look the stuff up on the internet. It's only when you knew what was out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember many, like, G.I. Joe and, like, He-Man figures, like, like it, I've never seen this before. Like, well, I gotta go buy this now. Like, It is funny that you say that the, like, the action figures kind of influence your stuff because when I look at your characters, I think of, like, action figures from the 90s just because of the way that they're drawn and, like, the colors and stuff. Just kind of, like, sets off something, like, like Nicktoonsy in my brain, like, you know? Yeah. I think that's what's cool about it. At least that's what I think is cool. You know, I kind of made the book because I loved loved what I was doing. You know, but uh, but yeah, it's like you take that and then you put them in situations that are really adult and over the top, and you add the crazy foul language, and it takes you a place that you didn't expect to be. You know, with so I think that's kind of the fun of the whole book. And I mean, even with like the you know non like you know adult swim cartoons, I would say. Like, I've recently, like, I've kind of, you know, I, I don't know if you get the channel or whatever, but on, like, the Teen Nick channel, they have Nick Splat, which is, like, they show all the 90s Nicktoons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of them, as an adult, I take away something different from it than I did when I was a kid because I get all the adult humor and shit. <laughs> like, Rugrats now, I watch that, and I, like, laugh my ass off the shit the parents are doing because, like, they're just, like off in their own world and they're like having like their parental problems and then it's like their kids are off having this adventure and shit and i remember like when i was a kid it's like why is grandpa always asleep it's like because i'm fucking tired and i'm an adult and all <laughs> my life is hard and now i'm like i get it like you empathize with like a different character than you did you know yeah it's funny yeah cartoons are awesome so yeah i was heavily influenced by the you know action figures cartoons i think that's why i love character creation so much because you know you have you know, they they put out a series, and instead of four or five characters, it'd be like 20, 30 dudes, you know? I mean, look at all the E-Men you could get. Awesome. You know, so that was always, like, huge for me. And I also was into comics very young, um, you know, but I liked the stuff that was off-base, you know? I wasn't real uh, traditional Marvel stuff. As soon as I could start picking out what I wanted to get myself, you know, it was... Uh, it was stuff like uh, the Max and Image Comics and Lobo and oh, nice. shit like that that was, uh, you know, way off the mainstream and more about the art. I, oh, the '90s! Like it sounds. It almost like when you think about it now, it sounds like kind of lame when like you bring up comics like 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 saying like Spawn. Like oh, I, I used to, like oh, I love Spawn. Like really like Spawn. But like back then, those were like the fucking shit. Those were, like, the comics that well, you, like, back everybody then, had. Back then, Iron Man wasn't shit, but now look at him. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, all, like, all of, like, Marvel's major players were all, like, you know, B-listers in the 80s and 90s. Like. See, I would have known yeah. if I never was into Marvel, but I take your word for it. Well, I mean, even DC, like, look at, you know, I grew up loving Justice League Unlimited, and, like, Green Arrow was my favorite. Went out and read all those comics, and nobody gave a fuck about Green Arrow. Now yeah. Arrow's out, all of a sudden everybody likes him. And here I was, OG over here. <laughs> Me and my I, love of the I was all about that when it wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that the best part? Like, when you're like, yeah, I like that. Before it was cool. Hair but, uh, I used to love the Max, too. The, uh, not only the comic, but the uh, the cartoon they did on MTV was awesome. Yeah. Also. What was yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. Uh, it, was, uh, it was by Sam Keith. It was this image comic called The Max. And it was, like, so, like, surreal and just crazy. It was, like... About this dude who didn't really know if he was just some crazy homeless guy, or if he was really living like in this fantasy like jungle world, where like there's like you know air whales and like there's this evil wizard trying to kill him. Well, just so you know, it's available on iTunes to watch, but it looks cool. I'm looking at the art right now. Yeah, Yeah, the art's amazing. It's amazing. 
probably wasn't alive when that came out. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was you know it was, it was from Image like in the time when like you know Spawn and like Youngblood were all like kind of the big yeah. things, but it wasn't like that type of comic. It was really like dark and like gritty. It wasn't like this you know well Spawn was pretty dark and gritty, but it wasn't like this bright like team book like well, pretty much everything else Image was doing back then like. It was just yeah, it was crazy compared to their mainstream stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm gonna make you not like it by saying this, but this reminds me of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I, I, what? I, yeah, I, I, I don't see where you're getting that from, but it's, well, I mean, this is awesome. Like this is all bloody and like shit, but like just like the big muscly dude with the big <laughs> like mohawk looking. Yeah, that was like his. Uh, that's like the the version of himself like in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like something from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like I think of Super Saiyans when I look at that. Don't know why. Uh, I used to, I used to have the, uh, the McFarlane. They put out a Max figure. I'm pretty sure I had it. If I'm not mistaken, it might be in your bag of figures. It that's be, really yeah. hard to get now, man. Yeah. If you still have that, that's cool. I'm pretty sure I did have. Good it. luck getting that again. We have a giant bag of Seamart's action figures that we have yet to go through. So that uh, might be one. That of sounds them like fun. Well, that sounds like fun. As soon as we're done with this podcast, he's gonna. Go. I gotta edit this podcast. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> um, no, he will. He's good like that. Um, but what's your um, favorite? Like, do you have like a favorite mob pick? Like, movie or? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was a big Sopranos fan. I mean, I like all the mob movies. Don't get me wrong. There's something cool about all of them. But I was, I, I really like the, the Sopranos series. Yeah, um, I've just been like recently thinking, like I should watch that again. I, I, I would like, love to. I yeah, I haven't around. watched it since it went off the air. Yeah, I haven't. I never rewatched it all. I've rewatched parts of it. And I remember thinking, wow, this aged a lot worse than I thought. But it's still really good. We didn't get HBO when I was younger. That's what The Sopranos was on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to like have to watch it at other people's houses. My parents didn't get any of those movie channels because they were so afraid I would like find porn. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand like why that no, was such uh, a concern. My parents were fairly carefree in that respect. Uh, yeah. You know, I enjoyed many a Friday uh, Cinemax After Dark. Hashtag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> From when I was way too young to. That's awesome. That's I remember awesome. when we finally got the movie channels, like I was watching it, and I, the movie that I saw first was Rubber. You know, the movie the with the tire. The tire yeah. yeah, the tire that kills people. And I was like, this is what I've been fucking missing all, all this time. This movie's about tires killing people. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. It it's was literally great. like, I saw the description on the guide, and it was like, a tire with, like, mind powers. So it's like, the tire is Carrie. All and right. it kills people. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's the premise of that movie. But apparently, I've heard from people that movie's actually really good. I'm like, no, what? On what fucking planet is that a good movie? Like, sounds terrible. Person. It's just a tire rolls at you. No, for uh, let's say for uh, for some of us, uh, having HBO as a kid was uh, watching Real Sex with the volume all the way down and like <laughs> video game on cue, like on Channel Three. You're just making me. Uh, Think that you're weird. So. <laughs> you're just a weirdo. Well, I am. Is that like, what happens when I go to sleep? You like watch porn. Yeah, I still watch thing? porn with the with the volume down. With like. the volume all the way down. <laughs> oh my god. I'm still recording it on a VCR. I have a <laughs> classic. Yeah. Oh my god, wait, did you do that? Like you recorded it on a VCR? Well, when you, yeah, when you were a kid, you record like movies and stuff like. So yeah, wasn't that awesome, man? You'd have these tapes, you'd write on the all little stickers, what they were all, what was all on there, and oh man, yeah, that was great. 
That's like really ballsy. Like what? What did you label it as? Like nature documentary. Most of the time, I would just label it as the movie, but it wasn't anything like, you know, filthy. Like so, if I did anything, if I did like record something like that, it'd be on the tape with no label on it. Like, oh, oh, this no. just must be blank. Yeah. Damn it! You recorded over my Skinamax. Because yeah. <laughs> what if one day we're going through stuff at your parents' house, and all of a sudden someone's like, "I wonder what this is." Yeah, I'm pretty sure there are no VHS tapes anywhere. Like. My parents purged all the VHS tapes too. Yeah. Even if you found one, what are you playing it with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like everybody I know has a VCR still. So. Really? We, we know the same people, and I don't know anybody with a VCR. <laughs> I feel like all grandmas have VCRs, right? My grandma totally has a VCR. I know. I don't know. Thanks, Bob. Does it still work? I'd be yeah. amazed. She, and she has, like, all of our, like, she makes me watch, like, Rudolph with her, like, at Christmas. Like, I, I feel like I really hung on to, a, like, the VCR for a long, long time. And, like, I haven't had a VCR in, like, ten years. We should <laughs> like, we should change that. Let's get a VCR. Because no. I want to go to Goodwill and go buy all the Sailor Moon VHS tapes. No, Let's do it. Not a good idea. <laughs> That's the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really sad. My parents were like, oh, by the way, we threw out all the VHS tapes. And I'm like, you threw out all of my Nickelodeon VHS tapes? What the fuck is wrong with you monsters? Like, all those beautiful orange VHS tapes, gone. Oh, orange, yeah. I used yeah, to all color. Nickelodeon's yep. ones were orange. Yeah. And my sister had, like, Barney ones that were purple, I remember. Oh, wow. So I, like, knew to hide those in, like, the back of the entertainment center so she couldn't find them. <laughs> I didn't want to watch that shit. How do we end up getting onto this topic? This is a great way. topic. I love it. It's the best. When we started, re- you know, referencing the '90s, then all this stuff comes out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I have to ask: What was your favorite like '90s cartoon? Uh, man, tough question. Yeah, that is a tough question. I don't even know what my answer would be. Shit. Yeah, you go first. Help me here. I'm gonna say. I have to think because I, I like I can't think of an anime. I have to think of like a real cartoon. See, I have like a couple of right. answers. Like the obvious answer for me is like Ren and Stimpy, but I feel like that's like saying the Beatles is your favorite band. Like you have to, you have to like. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. You know? I got, I gotta say, even though this wasn't considered a '90s cartoon, I watched a lot of Scooby Doo. Yes, I yeah yeah. Well, I feel like Scooby Doo has had a carnate like incarnation every like deck. Like I feel like it's a different Scooby Doo. I grew up in the like the seventies Scooby Doo. Like, yeah, like real Scooby Doo, which is yeah. like what I used to watch on. So that's what they used to show on Cartoon Network was that and the new Scooby Doo. The movies. ones were like yeah, like celebrities who haven't been famous. In, like, yeah, like the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. one. I must have seen. Yeah, that. those are the best. The Sonny and Cher, Harlem yeah. Globetrotters. I'm like seven years old. I know who Jerry Lee Lewis is. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the guy with Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched a lot of He Man. You know, I'd watch that. Yeah. Transformers. This might this might actually surprise you, Seymour. I don't know. This might be a, a fact that you don't know about me. Is when I was younger, I was obsessed with Speed Racer. Like I watched Speed Racer on. I think it might have been on Toonami. It like, was on MTV for a while. Like, but in the I, 90s. no, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. Yeah. So I would watch. Like, it was on Cartoon Network, and they would show it, and I would watch that and like Johnny Quest. Like back to back, yeah. but I was so obsessed with Speed Racer that my first email was Turbo Nitro. Wow, <laughs> that's like why. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I like did not care about anything. Just uh, lock by. I will also have, I have an obscure reference. This is the same, uh, actually the same series that the Max was part of. There was this show on MTV called Oddities. Uh, the Max was like the second yep. part of it, 
The first one was this cartoon called The Head. The what? Yes, I remember this. I, yes. I, I actually had this on, on, on VHS. I wish I still did, damn it. Um, it was this cartoon. It was just so, like, goofy and crazy about, like, this alien who, like, comes to Earth and, like, plants himself in this dude's head. So he just has this big, giant, like, I remember this head. show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, I did. I, it was hilarious. I never knew the name of it. Like, I feel like I watched it and I was like, I don't know. Like, I, you just, like, let me know that it was a real thing and not something I dreamt in a fever dream. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, you know, I'll go a little obscure. We all know I love the Nickelodeon, like the Nicktoons and stuff like that, because I feel like everybody kind of does. Yeah. But um, I really loved the Cartoon Cartoon Fridays on Cartoon Network. I, like, lived for that shit. Like, just thinking about, like, watching Powerpuff Girls and, like, Dexter's Lab, Cow and Chicken, Johnny Bravo. Holy shit, I love Johnny Bravo. I can watch that right now. Courage. What about uh, Eon Flux? Remember that? Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. And I was, that was so excited a great about one. that movie, and then the movie was trash. That was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another awesome cartoon show on MTV. It was Liquid Television. That's, that's where yep. Eon Flux came from. It was, was just this like like half hour show of like random cartoons. Like just I know, and I remember that too. But I I used to watch Eon Flux, yeah. and when that movie came out, I was so hyped. We all went to see because I was like, yeah, it was like an anime on MTV, and like my friends were like, oh cool, and then we went to go watch it, and they're like, this movie is trash. Why the fuck is the grass pointy? What the shit is happening? Stop. So, that was that. Um, Did you guys watch Beavis and Butthead? Of course, oh, hell yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Those were all shows I wasn't allowed to watch in my own house. Because they were, they were like things I wasn't... I was not allowed to watch MTV until I was like in high school. Wow. Yeah, no, my parents were very fucking strict. Like, <laughs> yeah, but then my sister, they're like, Yeah, it's fun. Live a life of lawlessness. It's cool. You want to go stay out in the street, girl? Go ahead. But for me, it's like, <laughs> no. In a, at home by 6 p.m., soon as the street lamps go on, go back to your cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. harsh. That's how it is in Brooklyn. <laughs> Except for everyone's like, my mom's just like, Amanda, you gotta come home. The street lights are on. Yeah. What about Space Ghost? Yes. I, I never really. I got like space the original Ghost? Space Ghost, like, because that was used to be on. Uh, we're getting way. This is coast to coast. This is where they did the interviews, you know. Yeah, like, I never like that. Make up to, shit. Yeah, I used to watch it. Like, that was funny, but I was never like crazy about it. God, now I want to watch the Brack Show. That's it. Let's the watch Brack it. Show. The Brack Show. Um, the best. But I still have the original Space Ghost and like the Herculoids and shit. Yeah, the real one, right? Well, we we've had conversations about Hercules. We've talked about Hercules at length. At length, Um, yeah, no, like I that was back when like I could get away with watching Adult Swim because my mom didn't know it existed. It was just like part of Cartoon Network. Yeah. But like Adult Swim when I was a kid was just like a bunch of anime and like Aqua Teen Hunger Force basically. I watched that shit. It was awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is really inappropriate. I love it. Yeah, they used to run a lot of anime on there. I think that's before they started Toonami, right? Yeah, I remember when Toonami started. It was just Voltron and um, Thundercats were the first two like shows they showed on it's it. That's true, yeah. 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 And what did they? What were they running on, like, Cowboy Bebop and stuff on? Yeah, was Cowboy that Bebop pre-Toonami on Adult Swim? Was or Was that right Champloo back then? Or that was, that, I think that was a little later. That was, like, early. That was after, because he made that after Bebop. Yeah. Close. They have like a different name. What? Like Sarah that, that like the midnight block of like two, like. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure. I can't remember it. Anime, I think it's yeah. Close. No, it might have just been like midnight tsunami or something like. 
Yeah, no, but it was like there was like Toonami, and then there was like the Toonami that was part of Adult Swim, which was like a little more risque anime. That's how I got into. I don't know if you guys watched it, Yu Yu Hakusho. No, which was I like a that. hilarious anime. But I used to watch uh, Cowboy Bebop, of course, which is just I I, I really want to watch that again. Like yeah, I, we should do that. Um, you can get a whole. I don't know if you have it, but they got a Blu-ray set pretty cheap now by the whole series oh really you can yeah it's like one big bad blue we don't even have to awesome. go that far yeah that might want to get on bluetooth on the bluetooth bluetooth the blue <laughs> i want to get that on the bluetooth ray um i used to watch that uh trigun and trigun. uh yeah. does anybody remember rain yes the great i don't think i watched that it was like a mini series it was maybe only like i totally remember 16 that. or 20 episodes but they just kept showing it like you know, over and over again. It was it was about Alexander the Great, but See, it was like a, like really like stylized like Japanese wise. Do you forget though that I was an anime kid before I was a comics kid? Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't get into comics until much later. Like anime was like my first thing. Like I grew up watching like all of those like you know kitty animes like Sailor Moon and all that shit. Like all those dubs. Um, and then I like graduated from that and like watched all the adults. I mean like Inuyasha big into that shit even though just the same thing over and over again but I like loved it um Samurai Champloo was awesome I'm gonna watch that again yeah that's great stuff too no, I don't even know where this conversation went but I love it was <laughs> Helsing that. back when Trigun was on Helsing I was gonna, I, Helsing might have been a later anime but I, I feel like I don't know I blend 90s and early 2000s things together that tends to happen. That tends to happen real easy. Yeah, but we're we're not gonna get into my uh, my Naruto days. We're not gonna go that far. It's already out of the nineties, guys. We don't want to hear about that. But um, yeah, your comic—that was the thing we were supposed to talk about. Before I, <laughs> yeah, all right. Before I ruined the whole conversation. No, it's cool. I love talking about this who, stuff. Who are some of your favorite uh, like comic artists who like? Okay. Yeah, uh, early on, like I said, I liked the dudes that were real different. So, I mean, I'd have to say Simon Bisley. I got to give him a lot of a lot of props. That guy's awesome. He did logo stuff uh, early on. Um, okay. The newer guys, you know, I like a lot of indie stuff. Um, and I like some of the mainstream, you know, Chris Pacello, um, yes. oh, Ramos. Man. You know, those guys are awesome. Eric Kennedy, those guys, you know, when they touch a major book, it always is just amazing. Um, you know, but then I like a lot of indie dudes, too. Riley Rosmo. Um, pretty much anybody that stays away from the normal way of doing things, I usually find pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, um, oh, you were saying Chris, uh, Chris, I never know if it's Bacalo, Bacalo, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably hacking his last name, but you know who I mean. Uh, uh, Gen X, when that comic first came out, I used to like Yeah, it. right? It's just amazing. It um, is. He just did a run within the past couple of years, I think maybe like a year or two ago, on Doctor Strange. Which was yeah, it's amazing. Too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's awesome. Yeah, so I like, I like, uh, I always liked uh, the guys that are a little more obscure and not afraid to do what they do. Obviously, looking at my stuff, you can see I don't, I don't have a traditional style at all. You know, I, I can draw like that, but it's just not fun to me. Yeah, so, yeah, I hear you. Tend to keep things wild and crazy. A white collar within the lines. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I uh, another like you know kind of a uh, while we're talking about artists, and I'll you know kind of plug the show again. Uh, past guest Jim Mafood is also another one of my like favorite artists, and that 
the like you know kind of outside the box vein. Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of that. I I thought of him when I was looking at this as well. <laughs> yeah. We're on that same level, Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go check out that show uh, if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I will. I will. I will. I will. Yeah. I'll check it out. What is he doing right now? Uh, we talked to him like maybe like a year ago. Yeah, it's probably like a year ago. He's, I know he's been doing that. He's uh, his own comic, Girl Scouts. Okay. Um, I don't know what he's doing besides these. Like, I always see his Facebook stuff. He's always like doing just like you know one-off drawings of content stuff. He did this awesome like Mecha Godzilla not that long ago that I wish I could just have. That's awesome. I'll have to look him up. I've ne- never actually checked out his stuff. I just wrote it down, so thanks for the tip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New stuff to, you know, find inspiration from. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, specifically. He had this comic called Bad Ideas, which he did with a couple other people, which was really hilarious. Um, what the hell else did he do? Like, he did the Clerks comic for Kevin Smith, like, way back when. Oh, that's why I know his name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. No, okay. I was going to say, the name is ringing a bell, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> um, yes, it is. So, um, have you planned, uh, you know, are you going to do anything else uh, after Italiano, or do you want to keep going with this for a while? Or I, I think I'm going to keep going with this for a long time, in fact. Um, like I said, I, I wrote an arc that's really cool, and I'd like to complete it. And um, that's going to take me quite a few issues. Since I do the book myself, that takes even longer, you know. I mean, it's it's like six jobs. So, um, I've I want to keep going. My plans now would be to release two to three issues, and I'm doing like fifty pagers, Kickstarter um, <coughs> a year, and see what happens. You know, see how far I can go. But I've been doing this for so long, man. I just don't see it getting boring. You know, the way I have it divided up. I've got so many different ways I can go into different territories with different characters. So it's not, to me, I could work on this forever. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really love it, you know? If you're, you so. know, when you're feeling that, like, creative fire, just ride it out because, you know, who knows when it, you know, when it comes and goes. Like, if you're feeling it, go for it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when you ask me a question like that, I don't get scared of, like, Am I going to really be inspired to do this? I get, I would get more scared. Like, what would you do next? Like, I'd be like, I have no fucking idea. You know, I've been <laughs> living and building this world for so long that this is what I want to do. So I would just like to expand on the comic, you know, do a cartoon, you know, do slightly animated comics, something like that. Do toys. I really want to do toys. Um, I've carved some figures already, but, you know, that, that would take a lot, you know, a fan base. So at this point, I'm just going to try to use the comic to build a fan base and keep going. I think it's something really unique. It's something cool. It's something different. And I think just get in front of enough people, I'll end up with a core base that uh, can help me pursue the dream further and, you know, just keep creating the series. And uh, eventually, I know it'll come to an end, but that might be 10 years from now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Worry about that when you get to it. Right, right. Um, have you thought about maybe working with somebody else on this, or is it just, you know, I, I want to do this on my own? Well, you know, I, I used to do, when I first started this thing, you know, like in 2000, I was working on it with my brother-in-law, who was also a really good artist, and we kind of got so used to each other that you could almost not even tell who was drawing what. 
Um, but he does a lot more painting and he's got a lot of other stuff going on. So, uh, about four years ago, we actually pulled it off the shelf for maybe five now. And we decided to try to make it into a card battle game on the iPhone. And we actually did that. And in building that world for that game, that's when this thing really got huge. You know, at this point I've got over 200 characters developed with full backstory and everything. Um, nice. that I'm playing with, you know, so the chess pieces are there. Um, and from there, you know, that's when I decided I'm going to pick this up and, and use it as a comic. Um, he stepped off and wanted to do some other things. So I've taken it on completely by myself. Um, I did have a colorist who was just really good for uh, kind of like a, a base intro issue I did about a year ago. I never put that out. Um, but, you know, I was kind of I felt bad because I was a real big pain in the ass because I've got this vision and I'm trying to tune it, you know, as yeah. I'm going. And it was always like, okay, that's really good, but let's try this. So at that point, I'm like, you know, I might just have to do this myself until I at least find an identity for it that I really am happy with. So that's kind of what I did. This issue, I did everything myself. Um, I really like how it turned out. I now have a look and feel. So would I in include somebody so I could increase my speed? Yeah, but it would have to be the right thing, you know? Um, I, I'm not looking to give up creative control in any way, so I know that would be hard, and that's uh, that's kind of hard to work with somebody on. Yeah. So, you know, I'm definitely okay doing it myself. It's just going to take a little bit longer. So at this point, I'm just going to try to get faster, you know? Yeah, you were saying, like, you know, you could you can do, like, you know, two to three, like, 50-page issues, a, you know, a year, like... That's you know 150 pages a year. That's almost seven like monthly comic issues. That's not bad for doing it all by yourself, you know. Yeah, you get in a flow, you know. So I'm always trying to do something. I'm always trying to create at some point during the day, whether I'm writing or scripting or storyboarding, you know, doing thumbnails, um, or when I'm past that point and ready for a couple issues. Like right now, I've got you know another couple issues to that point and keyed up to go. So. You know, I just, if I get, if I can't, you know, if I'm having a hard time penciling, I can't have a breakthrough or something, I'll go to inking and I'll do something that's more monotonous and just robotic-like and I'll ink for a while. And then, you know, if I get enough inked and I don't feel like doing that anymore, then I'll go over to coloring. And, you know, so I'll just kind of hop around, um, you know, and, and stay inspired that way. So it's kind of fun, even though it's a, it's a huge undertaking and sometimes a pain in the ass to be doing it all myself. It keeps me completely motivated at all times because if I get sick of one thing, I just hop to the next and eventually, you know, finish it all up. Um, you said you had, uh, you know, kind of put it on the shelf for a while. Is that just because, uh, you know, like kind of late of life kind of took over and got in the way? Yeah, you know, I started this when I was like 20, you know, and, and I worked on it for a little bit, and then I got into business, and I started to, you know, got into a career that demanded a lot of hours. I worked my way through that, and I got married real young. My wife and I have been together since uh, we got married in 2001, so we're going to, you know, 15 years. All right. So 2002, I'm sorry, 15 years now, so, um, and then we had kids early, and you know, I've got a, a seven-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter, so, uh so yeah, life kind of took me over. It, you know, I always knew I would do something with this, but I just never knew when the time was. So about five years ago, I ended up switching careers and taking a job from that I can work from home, and that kind of freed up a lot of time for me to be able to do this and pursue it. 
and uh, so that was awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. That's all you know. A lot of times, like things just kind of fall by the wayside and never get picked up again. But you know, you've got it. You've already put that work in. Like, take it someplace. You know, make it even bigger. That's awesome. yeah. I love doing it, man. I'm determined to get this done. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I never feel bad working on this thing, and it takes a lot of time, but I love it. Did you guys ever finish the game? You said you had, you said you had made a game. Yeah, there's a game out. Um, it definitely, you know, we we bit off a lot with that thing, <laughs> and whew, and we made a solid engine and everything was cool. But we weren't coding, you know. I was I was farming out coding, uh-huh. and that can be really tough. You know, I would never recommend it to anybody um, because you know you, you never. You, first of all, this stuff takes a lot longer than you'd think. Um, and we went way too overly ambitious with this thing and it's solid and it works and it's it's kind of fun and everything but you know now looking back five years i you know immediately as an artist i'm embarrassed of all the art you know even though you know it's like holy crap what am i doing you know now you look at the stuff here that i'm doing now and it's so much better but that just happens to everybody i think at some point in their career yeah i, was just thinking, I think it's just kind of like a natural like side effect of like being you know creating things like i know like perfect example like things i wrote in college like at the time i was probably like this is the best thing anyone has ever written ever like if i look back at it now i'd be like oh god what the hell is wrong with me like (laughs) yeah man you can't help but but you know that's just a sign that you're improving you know i I suppose read this like (laughs) i know it's like holy shit what was i doing but at the same time you know at at least you know you're doing your job and, and getting better so you know, if you look back at something 10, 15 years ago and uh, and you're not any better, you know, it's like, what are you doing then in the meantime? Um, any, uh, would you ever, uh, you know, try to make a game again knowing what you know now? Yeah, I probably would if I had a team together. I, I would definitely, I had fun doing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, even like, you know, the stuff I was doing was a lot of like math equations and stuff. And I like doing that shit too. So that was not a problem for me. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was really rewarding to see a final product. But I'll tell you two things. One, get a team together. You know, you know I, I ran out of money at the end, and I dumped a lot of money into that game and just didn't see anything in return because the second point would be that it's very hard as an indie if you're not trying to use a platform to build an audience ahead of time. You know, you shove an app out on, the, on, the, you know, on either platform, yeah. And you're so drowned by the million app march coming behind you that it's like, holy shit. I mean, these guys, I didn't realize, you know, these big companies make these games and then they're using, they got two or $300,000 marketing budgets, you know, yeah. just to get the thing off the ground. So you get buried real quick. So even if you make an awesome game, the chances of you getting seen are very small. So just going about it in a completely different way, I think it'd be awesome. You know, I've got other games that I'd like to make, but for now, this has just got to be my focus. Like, you know, the game was cool, and I always wanted to do it. Like, I thought it'd be really cool to do, but I think it was more of a novelty for me. Like, this is like, I got to do this. I have no choice. I love doing this comic. I, I'm not going to stop. And so it's a different feeling, you know. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, best of luck to you. Tell uh, tell people where they can get the uh, you know get the Kickstarter and well obviously on Kickstarter but <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean uh, uh, website info you might <laughs> sure sure um, the easiest thing to do with Kickstarter because the links are so crazy would just be to uh, just go to Kickstarter go into the comic segment and search Italiano 
Otherwise, you can uh, find me on Twitter at uh, at Mario Italiano US, and I have plenty of links right there in the bio and everything. On Facebook, Italiano Comic, I've also got links there, um, and then on Instagram at Mike Bloom Draws. So that would be all my stuff. Um, other than that, just go to yeah. It, it wouldn't be hard to find just going to Kickstarter. But yeah, look at it, guys. I mean, you really got to see it. Uh, to know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah, the artwork, like I said, it's really striking. Like, it stands out. I, you know, go check it out. Um, and hashtag not for children. Yes, <laughs> yes. I know, I know. It's kind of crazy. You, you, you know, I get that. People are like, oh, it's all bright. And I'm like, yeah, the next page, the guy gets his head blown off and he's saying motherfucker you about 15 times. Kids read it, but I'm not responsible <laughs> for their nightmares. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, well, thank you so much for stopping by and talking with us. Please come back again sometime soon. Yes. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate your time. This has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I'm Seymour. I'm Undies of Wendy. And one last giant thank you to Mike Bloom for joining us. Woo. Thanks, guys.